to another episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Roots Show, where, as always, guys, we are going to focus on bluegrass and American Roots musicians. Now, by the end of the show, I'm hoping that you guys will have as much passion for this type of music as I do. And I'm really excited about today's episode, guys. Now, why might I be so excited? Because I've got a lot of new music to share with you, along with two interviews. That doesn't happen too often now, does it? This first segment will showcase a gentleman who wanted my help in getting his music out to the public. His name is Joey Clark. An interview with him is going to be later in the show, but first I thought we would start off with a track from a band called Appalachian Smoke. This one's called Carolina Calling Me. Carolina's calling me Feel the gentle breeze Hear the whippoorwill sing Hound dog running through the hills Ain't no place I'd rather be Carolina's calling me See them smile, better to the floor. I'm rolling on, letting this old Chevy eat. I've been gone too long from my little mountain home. Carolina's calling me, feel the gentle breeze, hear the whippoorwill sing. I'm all running through the hills. Ain't no place I'd rather be. Carolina's calling me I made it home I'm here to stay Too many nights alone I spent so far away I'm happy now And I'm living free This mountain way of life It means so much to me I will never leave Carolina's calling me Feel the gentle breeze Hear the whippoorwill sing And all running through the hills Ain't no place I'd rather be Carolina's calling me Ain't no place I'd rather be Carolina's calling me
guys, this next act I'm going to be fortunate enough to see in Saratoga Springs at Cafe Lena later tonight. I am psyched. They are the hosts of the Industrial Strength Bluegrass Festival, and they just released a new single from their upcoming album. This one's from Joe Mullins and the Radio Ramblers. This one's called Big City. So, Joey, at what age did you notice yourself professionally getting into music? Professionally speaking, it was 2015, but I was not a professional at the time. Far from it. I was just recovering from having basically uh, 
mental break breakdown after a relapse, and um, I had to move back home uh, for my health. My brother came and got me. I was living in Nashville, which I, where I've been for ten plus years, and uh, helped me load up a U-Haul, and I came home. And it was really hard for me to find um, any kind of medical treatment for a few months. And so there was only one option for me, which was to... Oh, and I sold off all my electric guitars. So that left just basically my acoustic guitar. And I just started to write in order to just get through the place I was at emotionally and it uh, it just sort of reinvigorated all of my writing and um, the, just the writing started to get a lot lot better and uh, just saw almost sp spookily all at once and um, I had been writing music for some time but that's when I realized that's all I wanted to do um, and really, that's kind of all I could do at the time. And uh, and I just got a lot better at um, performing music, you know. I had done a lot of recording where I was doing things in layers. And um, this time it was about um, writing a song I could perform for somebody. Uh, just me and my voice and acoustic guitar and then later harmonica. And... Uh, and I started to just get more uh, real with it, just to see what I had to say, really. And um, there was a lot of pain there that I was experiencing, so it was really just trying to find out what I needed to say. And it broke me out of isolation because the end product was a song, and that is a shareable thing. And I guess that's what I would call professional, <laughs> I suppose, when you just sort of decide that's who you are, you know, I'm a writer, and a writer writes, and, um, yeah, yeah, now it's translated into a trio, you know, you roll forward a few years, and then there's a trio of musicians, not just myself, and there's lots of, uh, there's lots of gigs, so that's what can happen. Are there musicians in your family who inspired you to play? Uh, there are no musicians in my family that inspired me to play, per se. Um, my my mom got me piano lessons when I was a kid, and I I was about nine, and I stuck with it for about a year. I was feeling very good about my progress until I went about 15 minutes early to my lesson, and I heard uh, a girl finishing up her lesson, and she was playing classical stuff, and she was just a lot beyond my ability and I got intimidated and I um, I just I quit I quit I tried doing what she was doing and because uh, up to that point I was just doing chords and with my left and melody with my right you know and uh, but she was doing both hands in motion simultaneously you know like two hands resembling spiders and uh, anyway then you got a flash forward to uh, 1987 I had lost 
my uh, good friend to suicide and my mom just came home with a guitar and said I have this rental guitar and I got you lessons she was just trying to help me pull through it and um, yeah yeah and it took so but um, I think that um, if I looked to anybody I guess it would be my mom my mom is a writer she writes poetry and uh, short stories primarily and uh, so I know what a writer does She's upstairs every day, spending time on her computer writing, you know. So that's what taught me how to, you know, approach it with some degree of discipline and persistence, I think. Yep, so that's the answer to that question. I should add that my dad used to sing to us when we were kids, and that's how I first loved, uh, learned to love how to sing. He sang to us uh, some songs that his dad sang to him, uh, and uh, like an old folk tune called uh, "Froggy Took a Notion," and um, yeah, and so I just really learned how to love singing. And then also, I I guess I could include in my family, if I broaden the concept of family, my drama teacher in high school. You know, um, being in musicals, she's the first one I think that really just said you you can sing and you need to be uh, on stage <laughs> so I guess that sums it up who are your musical influences my influences are uh, Neil Young um, Neil Young influenced my um, guitar playing my acoustic guitar playing um, just sort of that really beautiful um, heavy uh, heavy strum that he's got that just is uh just sets the rhythm so solidly i love that um bob dylan um just incomparable lyricist poet and um i'd add in that category chris christopherson also incredible poetic, uh, you know, master. And uh, I cover uh, John Prine also, and um, Merle Haggard. Anything that can teach me how to sing, basically. If I hear, if I hear a, a melody that um, it's just so beautiful, it's undeniable, I, I take myself to, the, to school, you know, and see if I can do it. Todd Snyder, who's a contemporary out of East Nashville, um, he actually um, helped me when I when I actually heard his song "Train Song." I thought I've got to learn how to play harmonica. It goes in these songs that I've been writing, and um, and I would add to that my bass player Larry Houghton, Houghton as an influence because he brought a lot of um, traditional music from his time spent in West Virginia and uh, to my aware awareness because we would um, we would be playing music and he would teach me old-time songs and that sort of uh, influenced some of the rhythms that I found I kind of went down um, into uh, sort of got influenced by spaghetti westerns for a minute 
um, and some of the south of the border s sound sort of crept into my writing. Um, and I think that I think that's it. What recognition has your band received? We haven't had any awards per se. Um, we're a brand new band. Um, we've only been together for about five months or so. And, um, but it all came together when we were offered a, well, well I was offered a radio spot on um, Rob Azevedo's Granite State of Mind. Thank you, Rob. And uh, it was about featuring, um, I, th I figured this would be a good opportunity to feature some of the songwriting that I've been doing. And uh, I had been playing out with my friend Mac Holmes, who um, plays, he's a fantastic musician, and uh, he was accompanying me on gigs to play Dobro and uh, just really adding a lot musically to the sound. Sometimes it's hard to kind of keep something exciting when, say, it's a, a slower tempo folk tune and it's just me and guitar and harmonica. I mean, he added a lot more color to that equation. And, um, and my friend Larry, who plays bass, he's uh, Larry Houghton. He's um, somebody that we, I, we had played with before in different bands, um, just as a, son of, a sort of fun summer project. And um, so he was a natural fit and he was excited to play my songs and so was Mac. They both wanted to head in that direction because they were, every time I brought a song to them, they were excited about it. So it sort of came together naturally that way. And um, so I would count that as recognition in a way because the radio show went really well. And, um, and then after that, we started work, I started working with a more, I would say a, a better booking agency. Um, I work with uh, New Hampshire Music Collective now. Um, and uh, they seem to be a lot more committed to supporting um, independent artists who are actually also writers. And um, I think that was a direct result of uh, the owner, Brad Myrick, actually coming to the radio show and hearing what we sound like and, um, and then hearing the, being able to assess the quality of the writing and uh, yeah, so I would count that as recognition also. But we're brand new, so hopefully there's good things to come. Okay, Joey, so with that said, what are some personal goals you wish to achieve through your music? When I decided that I wanted to play out, I was stubborn enough to uh, decide that I wasn't going to, I, I got the information that people weren't interested in listening to original music. They weren't interested in listening to kind of the um, old school country songs that I was interested in learning. And um, I just decided that, in my opinion, this was really good music. And, um, and if I played it well, people should like it. And so I just 
that was my first goal really was to just kind of prove that advice wrong that I had to only play sort of popular contemporary popular songs in order to have people enjoy it and uh, and so um, that was the first mission that was accomplished and um, I think that's a real big achievement actually because um, it means that the door is really open not just for me but for anybody who has a conviction about their music being good you know there are other there are people who will appreciate it if it if it is if it has you know certain things going for it it, it absolutely has to have a strong rhythm it has to have a strong melody and if you have you know some honest words in there if you really if you really you know um, have some conviction about what you're saying then of course that that's really essential too you don't want somebody to be drawn into the music because it's pretty and discover that you haven't left them anything there in terms of meaning you know so there's that future goals would be um, now that I'm playing in a trio it's gonna be great to actually get us into a recording studio and capture the sound of the band uh, live and I'd like to do it sort of in an old-school way where we're just uh, all playing the song simultaneously you know and trying to get a really good take because um, I think there's a lot to be said about the energy of the band and uh, you know making for a good recording if you kind of piece it out and you sort of do it layer by layer a lot of the energies just get sucked out of it so so there's that to look forward to and uh, other than that I think it's mostly about you know just going to the arriving at the next show on time and entertaining people and um, seeing if we can get uh, we can get it across to the to the people there we've actually um, crossed another threshold because we're primarily doing all original songs at this point we have I'd say we do about 85% of our of our usual three you know usual three-hour sets are all original music um, songs I've written and they're landing pretty well so I consider that to be a, ma a major accomplishment because um, it means that I've worked out some basics about how to write a song um, that's going to, you know, going to entertain. And um, it means a lot to me that it, they actually translate that way because if you, um, because the, the words are very important to me. My friend Zach actually helped me understand this about songwriting. The words are the most important thing. And um, it's marvelous when the beat and the melody are strong enough that people get drawn into the music. But what's waiting for them there is something that I actually um, put a lot of thought and care in, into in terms of the story, the story in the song. 
Do you have a website and or social media that fans can find out more about your band? I'm several places on the web. JoeyClarkSongs.com is where you can find four albums. It's a pay what you want situation. You can listen for free. There are two albums of covers and two albums of original music. Then there's me, Joey Clark, on Facebook. And uh, I would love a message from any of your listeners. Or if you want to friend me, that's cool too. Then there's a YouTube channel, Joey Clark YouTube channel. And there's lots of videos of the band. So please check us out. So where did the inspiration for your current album come from? The most recent album is uh, Southbound Train. That was primarily written during COVID. Um, I was hanging out with my girlfriend, Christine, at her apartment. And uh, she has a great, she has great musical taste. And she was, uh, we were listening to like Buck Owens and uh, who else? Uh, Patsy Cline. And, uh, you know, this stuff would get in my head. And then I'd come back with something and I'd think, oh, this is going to crack her up. You know, either that or move her, you know, move her to tears. <laughs> it was, I wanted something that would be entertaining for her, you know. And she, so she was my first audience, really, for a lot of this stuff. And um, then I went ahead and just recorded it all myself. This was before the trio got together. So there was no Joey Clark and the Big Hearts yet. It was just Joey Clark. So, so uh, yeah. So that the inspiration sort of was just, um, I wanted to actually write music with the intention of writing music that, that would be fun for other people to play. So it had to be, you know, again, it had to be rhythmically strong and, um, and the parts didn't have to be so complex. The changes didn't have to be so complex that you couldn't expect anyone to really be patient enough to learn it. So there's usually just an A and a B part to most of these songs. But the idea was just to keep the energy really, really high, a lot of up-tempo stuff. And I was moving away from the sleepier, sort of m more like moody, um, ballady stuff that I had done on my first album. And finally for you, Joey, how would you introduce one of your favorite tunes off the record? If, if you want a song with the strongest message, go to the first album, which is Country's What I Sing to Keep From Crying, and, and, uh, and tr listen to the track Just Another Junkie Gone. I wrote that about the opiate epidemic. And it's really just a snapshot of all of people I've actually known. So they're just little mini portraits, really, of the tragedy of this illness. And um, so if I wanted any song to really get out there, I think Just Another Junkie Gone is the one.
She said, some things I tell you I tell nobody else Some things I need to keep to myself And they found her face down on the lawn Just another junkie said you heard of a day trader well I trade in the night and my death will come like that moth around that street light and he stumbled out into the dawn just another junkie Said that girl in the picture Can you believe that was me? I wanted to be a dancer Ever since I was three No one knows what it's like to hold on I'm just another junkie gone Keeps a constellation of marks up his sleeve And for his next trick, friends, he'll try to remember to breathe As he closes his eyes and stretches out long He's just another junkie said, I always feel different than everyone else. So like an ugly duckling, I keep to myself. Now she finally has the wings of a swan. She's just another junkie gone. I have one thing I managed not to pawn It's my father's guitar Gonna play it all night long Trying to write you one more song I'm just another junkie gone Just another junkie gone Watch me slip away I'm just another junkie gone Watch me slip away I'm just another junkie gone Watch me slip away I'm just another junkie gone
Alright guys, I've got time for one more track for you before I take a quick break. This one comes from a band called King Street Bluegrass. This one's called River Lost. Winding down Route 55, seem to be asleep. Change your name at Warrensville, playing hide and seek. Wandering around like a drunken man who goes from town to town. Never walks a straight line, never settles down. Children of the river bank, when they went to bed, dreams about the caverns. Wondering where they led Sons of Tuscarora and the sons of mountaineers They've disappeared into the earth and left behind their tears Sparkling cool in the summertime, grasses swing and sway The otter and the bobcat all meet you on your way Do you know something no one knows what will come to be? River lost, what do you see? River lost, where can you be? Always cut the land in two, the native man is gone. Windmills on the ridge do work the miners once had done. Do you see the lakes the men have made that swallowed up my home? Dear lost ears even listen as the changes come along. Sparkling cool in the summertime, grasses swing and sway. The otter and the bobcat all meet you on their way. Do you know something no one knows what will come to be? River lost, what do you see? River lost, where can you be? swing and sway the otter and the bobcat all meet you on your way you know something no one knows what will come to be river lost what do you see river lost what do you see river lost where can you be Alright guys, 
when I come back is more toe-tapping bluegrass along with my next interview featuring Thomas Point Beach Bluegrass Festival's showcase band competition competitor, Stoneface Mountain. Hey guys, welcome back to Devon's Bluegrass and American Roots Show. Let's jump right into the interview I had recently with Thomas Point Beach Bluegrass Festival Showcase Band competitor, Stoneface Mountain. Oh my goodness, guys. I am totally psyched for this interview right now because I am sitting here with the entire band of Stoneface Mountain Bluegrass. So guys, when did the band form and what are your earliest memories of performing as a band? And so we started a really long time ago. I was like nine. Tim Rowell introduced us in like 2016, uh, but it was only until 2018 or so that we really started to get gigs. Um, we did Club Paseem a couple times. We did Me and the Coffee House. They had a Beatles festival that we performed at. Uh, we got an encore at that one. And um, then in 2020, uh, we got to perform at Joval, uh, and we were we had a bunch of other gigs lined up, but they were all canceled because the world ended, you know, COVID. And um, But then we got back on track. Uh, we won second place at the Thomas Point uh, Bluegrass Festival in... 2021 last year uh and that's where we are as a band right now so who are some of the band's musical influences so some of our influences have been doya lawson and quicksilver with their harmonies um they have been really inspiring to us and because of them we love trying to come up with different four and five part harmonies we are also really inspired by the beatles um when we were learning their songs for the our beatles gig at me and the coffee house um, when we were learning their songs and trying to convert them to bluegrass, it uh, it really broadened our musical genres because before we kind of thought that bluegrass was always set in stone and couldn't really be changed. But when we did that, we kind of realized that we can play other songs and make them bluegrassy. With my own banjo playing, I've really been inspired by Earl Scruggs. Uh, for the first three years when I was playing the banjo, I would actually only play his style. And it was really the foundation for all of my banjo playing. Uh, nowadays, I've kind of branched out to other different banjo styles, and I really like listening to Ned Lubrecki, Alison Brown, Kristen Scott Benson, and Bela Fleck. They've really influenced the tunes that I've wrote, um, one of them being the first one, Freeway Squirrel, which we recorded on our EP. So this one may be a little repetitive, and I apologize for that, guys, but what recognition has your band received? Uh, as we mentioned, Thomas Point, we got second place in the showcase competition and I think that really helped us get a lot of gigs over this past year. Recently we went to the Ossipi Music Festival up in Maine and that was just a ton of fun. We all got to play together and uh, our next festival that we're going to is Podunk in Connecticut and this podcast will most likely be out by the time we, we go through that so hopefully good stuff happens from that but at the moment we don't know so wish us luck. This next one I ask almost everyone, but what are some personal goals you wish to achieve through your music? Some of the goals that we have as a band are to um, travel around and you know tour a little bit. That would be um, that'd be fun, and also to um, write more songs. Right now we're doing a lot of cover songs, so to write our own music is something that we want to do in the future. Um, we also just want to share our music with a bunch of people. Um, that's that kind of the main goal is just to have our music heard. But yeah. Do you guys have a website and or social media that fans can find out more about your band on? 
Well, yes, in fact, we do. It's stonefacemountain.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube, at Stoneface Mountain. All right, guys, two more for you, and then let's play something off the EP. So, on that note, where did the inspiration for the EP come from? Most importantly, I think, uh, is we felt left out at Thomas Point because everyone else had merch and we were the only band who didn't. Um, so, we wanted to make a CD just because we felt left out. And we recorded the EP at Infinite Studios. Um, we did it all together in one room. So it was like how we normally practice. It felt very natural for us. And um, we have a lot of fun songs uh, with cool harmonies. We have um, a lot of instrumentals that are very fun, uh, including uh, Megan's original song, Freeway Squirrel. And finally for you guys, how would you introduce one of your favorite tunes off the EP? Um, we're going to introduce one of our favorite songs from the EP, which is Tenny Hill by Local Freight. Um, you know, I really love the story of this song uh, because it's about a man whose house is going to be torn down to have a highway built on top of it. And um, this song is so great because we made it our own with our own arrangement and we really put our own style on it. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. So this is Tenny Hill. A green mountain farmer in the years before my time On the road to Mount Escutney near the Windsor County line His parents named him Romaine His neighbors called him kind Bachelor farmer at the age of 65 The sheriff came a-knockin' with an envelope in Sheriff. 
All right, guys, I decided to mix it up a little bit with an instrumental. This one comes from Russell Carson. This is his new single, Beagle Call Rag. guys here's another new band for you with their rendition of wasted on the way this one's from shelton and william look around me i can see my life before me running Everywhere you turn, time 
Alright guys, I've got time for one more track for you before I get out of here until the next time we see each other. This one comes from a band called Tall Poppy String Band. This one's their rendition of Cumberland Gap.
guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Root Show. A special thanks goes out to Joey Clark and Stoneface Mountain for being my showcase band this week. Stay tuned for the next episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Root Show coming out really soon, featuring more bands from the Thomas Point Beach Bluegrass Festival Showcase Band Competition coming in a few weeks. I can hardly wait for Thomas Point Beach Bluegrass Festival. And after the festival, be on the lookout for a online auction to support my ability to continue my show in 2023. Thanks for listening.